Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Mariah. And I'm Ratidzo. And you're listening to Hella Foreign, the podcast where we share a different perspective. <laughs> that low-key sound like a question, but we'll oh keep my it pushing. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to say thanks, y'all, for uh, holding down the fort while we were figuring out our lives on the back end. <laughs> um, we definitely had to re-record this episode because yes, the audio was whack. Last minute. Um, so this is a live Monday, April 9th. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what's the date? What's the date? 9.56 p.m. Pacific yes. Standard Time. Oh, specific. <laughs> Um, but yes, thanks y'all for your patience and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Yes. Um, but to start it off, just a little check in per use. Sissy, how was your weekend? My weekend was really great up until the point where I thought it was a great idea to take uh, tequila shots on a Sunday night. <laughs> Realize my youth is behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't function anymore. <sighs> Uh, so I had a miserable Monday to say the least, but I had a great weekend nonetheless. How was your weekend? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, low key similar. Um, (laughs) this Saturday I was able to, uh, celebrate a surprise birthday for my friend Jose. Hey, um, which was fun. But then being back in the same place with a lot of, of friends from the past, it's like, Oh, we used to do this all the time. We could just keep taking shots and stuff. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> every shot came with water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. real different. Um, and I for sure had to go home early, too. So um, that Ooh. was Saturday, which was still good. I had a great yeah. time for sure. Um, yeah. And then on Sunday, I was able to join you in the Bay Area to see our friend Jasmine and her beautiful daughter, Snow. I know. Snow is the cutest girl out there so by far. She's definitely one of those baby girls, baby spirits that yeah, are definitely she's grown. so cute. She, she's grown in the soul and spirit. Yeah. But she in a baby's body. Not oh fussy. Gosh. She just does her own thing. She's so, so cute. So oh precious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I it was so wonderful seeing uh, not only Baby Snow, but everyone else from school and, and you know, friends and family. So There's a little college reunion and whatnot. You know, a mini reunion. Yes. Not everyone was able to make it, but it's crazy to see um, us now. And it's like we're still the same you know, we're still the same people, but just older. But yeah. it's beautiful. Again, it is. It really is. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Um, again, lots of water in between breaks and made it home early as well. <laughs> but that was my weekend. Um, definitely ready for this week to get a crack at lacking. Um yeah. Shout out to uh Drake's new track though. Did nice y'all hear way. that new song that okay. dropped? <laughs> when we originally recorded this, it was actually on the day it dropped, so we yeah, were hella we hyped. To it. We're like, hey y'all, <laughs> nice for what? Um, but it's a hella dope video. If you haven't seen it, it has a whole bunch of amazing women in the entertainment industry, like Tiffany Haddish, Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, Olivia Wilde was in there. Issa Rae, hey girl, was in there. I still haven't seen the video. I'm, I'm a little <sighs> fake. You suck. 
Um, but yeah, don't be like Ritizzo. See that ASAP. It's I definitely. Really, I don't really watch music videos like that. I usually don't have the time to because I'm on the go. But I usually listen to the track. To me, that's it's satisfactory enough. You know. Yeah. Um, I you still used to be the one that be like, did you see the video? Because I already saw it like three times. No, yeah, I used to. I don't know what happened. Used to. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually found out today when I was looking the, the video back again. Um, the video director behind the scenes, her name is Karina Evans. Okay. I hope I said that correctly. She is 22 years old, and she also helped direct God's Plan. Oh, okay, Karina. Yeah. So Doing shout out thing to at 22. you. That yes. is awesome. So that's a nice little... Goes to Drake's, you know, national female anthem that he has rocking, I feel like, with each project. So, dope Yeah, track, he usually has, like, video. one or two in there. Yes. But, yes. anywho, that is my check-in for the week. Well, I'm glad you're doing well and that you drank lots of water over the weekend. <laughs> I tried, must be, girl. Must I be tried. nice. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. It was very nice. <laughs> Anywho, today's topic is professionalism. Yes. And we're about to break it down. And I know it might have been unprofessional <laughs> posting our episode late, but I put a little professionalism with letting y'all know ahead of time by posting on our social media. So that's how we're going to link it into today's topic. <laughs> And sort of go over why we wanted to talk about this, the do's and don'ts, some pet peeves, and then close it out with a share circle. Yes. So I'm going to ask you, sister. Yes. Why did you want to talk about this today? Why is professionalism so important to you? Yeah. um, One, I'm like a perfectionist, low-key geek, and get really really excited about organization and communication. Um, that's my degree in school, um, but it really goes back to my upbringing because, okay. like, in the households, definitely being taught that you have to work sort of what we were saying in our first episode, twice as hard to prove that, hey, we could, you know, do everything everyone else can. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we, we have to basically prove ourselves. So because you have to prove yourself, you have to be perfect in any field that you do if you're a janitor be the best janitor in the world okay um my mom always telling me to show up extra early that's on time you know 10 20 minutes early um always dressing the role i want to be so always dressing up no matter what position you are even the intern look fly they take note of that put on Um, a suit yes yes and definitely practicing, um, uh, you know, like home etiquette and like not morals, but like <laughs> manners. Come on, y'all. Like your pleases and thank yous and um, just being polite because um, it is a shared space. And again, like my mom definitely emphasizing you're always being low key watched. So. You are like your image and like how you present yourself definitely goes a long way. Yes. And it's yes. like more than just like what you're wearing, how you talk. Mm-hmm. How you smell? It's, it's all a pa- all of that, right? All of that, yeah. Um, so being taught that early, that set definitely was in the background of my head everywhere I went. 
um, yeah. at school, work, internships. Um, but definitely, uh, it's important to me to talk about this too. It's you know part of my education and professional background. So I've been in leadership like since seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been in a, like a leadership esque environment, exercising my administrative clerical skills mm-hmm. um, at an early age. And definitely getting to be in different work environments. So I was able to go to internships in big insurance companies in the city and in Sacramento. um, As well as working with nonprofits and um, private consulting firms. So I feel like I have some legit background to be able to speak on it. But... I think lastly, most importantly, I think it's an important thing to talk about because there definitely is um, a negative connotation of black people in the work environment, in the office space. I always wonder, like, what is it about that? Why is it? Why do we get this stigma that we're unprofessional? You know, and even preparing for this episode and really just going self-reflection and looking stuff up online. Yeah. I think in reality, just as humans... If you have a, a bad experience with one person, anyone who looks like that one per, that person will be with you no matter what. It's like you're it's like guilty by association. Exactly. Hmm. And you know, it's really unfortunate, but I feel like if you try to give someone a chance once and they and they messed up, you're going to be like, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Stevens because Steven the intern messed up everything, so I'm going to feel some type of way when a Steven walks in here saying that he got all these degrees but (laughs) he can't really do anything else yeah i definitely feel that too in the workplace you're right i think there's a lot of truth to that like once you get a certain type of person who comes in the workplace then if they do a bad job it could just ruin it for the next set of people who look like them um whether it be like gender or your race or whatever um, just like uh, right, or your even your position, just like oh, we don't want an intern, we need someone, or like even like contractor versus like a full time direct hire, we don't want right. any more contractors, they're more flakier. Like there's definitely that um, the stereotype and those stigmas that float around there. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it'd be fun, not really fun. It's like fun, low key, serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to talk about that <laughs> and sort of give a different perspective about about people in you know especially like corporate America. I think it's one thing if you're in a certain field where it is a casual or um, more open, free-flowing work environment, but I feel like once you transition to a more serious uh, environment, yeah. how are you supposed to act and know that others do act like that? You just probably haven't met them yet. <laughs> but I think you bring up a good point, though, with the whole um, – serious versus non-serious work environment. I, I work in San Francisco and I feel, I definitely feel like the standards of professionalism have loosened up quite a bit. Um, one, just talking about dress code in general, you barely see people wearing suits and ties. That's maybe if you work in banking, I used to wear a suit and tie, but by and large, the tech industry just kind of changed the dress code. People wear more casual clothes. You can wear sneakers. Right. Um, and then, two, I think language, too, in the workplace has changed. Like, most of my jobs that I've had, you can cuss at work, and it's not such a big deal as it used to be when, at least when I started working younger. I mean, we were we were, min- we were minors being, like, 16 or whatever. 
so you couldn't cuss at work. But still, we I really felt like I wasn't working in workplaces back then where it was okay to use that language. But now I can cuss at work. I mean, mildly, of course, and there's some words you just don't use. But it's like not um, deemed unprofessional as much anymore. Yeah, that one really shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Um, not only you being in, in San Francisco, but like out here in SAC too, I feel like almost every place I've worked to some certain degree, um, a lot of conversations that I would think is inappropriate is definitely Have common become, talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Around and, the office. and sometimes you hear like a person or two start talking about politics like that has, I'm yet to hear talks about religion, but I, I hear politics a little bit more than you used to be because before I, I always thought you don't talk about religion you don't talk about race and you don't talk about politics in the workplace well is- with everything surrounded by us and there's daily updates right about our chaotic political world I feel like it's sort of hard to right to not talk about it um but I think just sort of going hearing more about your experience what what does professional professionalism look like to you in in your workplace yeah so for me i feel like um it's more about really really holding yourself up to that high standard and making sure that um one you work very hard because like you know to kind of echo in what you said earlier being black in america um we have to work a 55,000 times harder than anybody else out there. I don't think people understand that sometimes. Um, So one, working very hard. Two, making sure you uh, hold yourself to the highest man or high regard. Dress properly. Speak properly. Have really good communication skills so that um, when they do see you, you know, if whether it be through email or, you know, in person, they're like, oh, this person is, you know, well-dressed and well put together and they are very professional um and then three i would definitely say um gotta be on your shit <laughs> i was trying to find better words <laughs> i know it's sort of hard uh yeah. in other words be very diligent i mean it goes hand in hand with hard working like be very diligent and just always um, follow through and always get whatever task is put in front of you always get get it done to the best of your ability and I think that goes a very long way too and it does speak to your work ethic and your your hard work or your workmanship in general mm-hmm. um, nobody wants to hire somebody who's not going to get the job done or someone who is full of themselves or lied about something on the application they can't get it done you and would think I know and those and those are other things that put like stigmas on a whole race of people like oh we hired this you know black person one time and they said they were going to do this and that and they weren't able to do it and now you know we just can't right. do it anymore and those are those things go a really long way and those that's to me those are part, some of the things that suck about <laughs> um being black in like corporate america and spaces like that is you you represent the whole entire black race at all times right and if you do something wrong it looks bad on the whole entire race and you know that's not fair in so many levels and everyone's different we're not all the same people but that's exactly how they look at us so yes if there was a black girl before <laughs> me who did who was acting out of pocket they're actually they may expect me to be acting that out of pocket or think that i might too um right. and those those things go a really long way so yeah i would definitely say those three things 
for Good. sure. Those are on point. I feel like mine are <laughs> low key the same. So <laughs> I was trying to think of like different ways to sort of, or you know, a different perspective on sort of those points. Um, but yeah, I again, I think it's really focuses on integrity and whatnot. But yeah, we'll just pause this conversation real quick. Before we get into, you know, the pet peeves, do's and don'ts, and a little more perspective on that. So, hold on, y'all. We'll be right back. Y'all Hi, y'all. It's Mariah. I'm back, and I thought this would be a great episode to promote my business. My business is Mariah Claire Consulting, where I provide HR, organizational development, and project management services and support to individuals, entrepreneurs, whoa, (laughs) and professionals within the community. So instead of hiring staff or trying to keep adding more to your team's plate when you already know they already have a lot to do, this is a great opportunity to hire an independent contractor where I can get in and get out and help with whatever project you need. So whether it be within HR, helping build and grow your team with recruitment, onboarding support, um, and outreach to potential candidates, I'm your gal. Or if you need help with organizational development and getting your team organized, um, I'm also there and can help with that as well. And lastly, project management, helping your team get from start to finish with whatever side project that's been on the back burner for way too long. Again, independent contractors is a great way to save costs and not continue to build more work for your staff who weren't able to complete whatever tasks you're trying to get done anyway. So why not bring someone from the outside, give a different perspective, and help get the job done? You could find me on Facebook or LinkedIn at Mariah, M-O-R-I-A-H, Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, Consulting, hopefully you can spell that, on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, I'll also leave my direct email in the box for more information. Again, Mariah Claire Consulting, an independent contractor who could help you with HR, organizational development, and project management. All right, well, back to the show. And keep it professional, y'all. All right, y'all, we are back. Yes, Um, yes, yes, y'all. Okay, (laughs) focus. But yeah, just to recap, um, just to recap what Ratita was saying, I got out of your response the how you present yourself. So your presentation. Yes. Being a diligent and like quick worker and a hard worker. So quality work, you know, going in in the paint. So that's literally mine. But um, what's the spin I could give? I guess my (laughs) biggest thing is just practicing efficient an efficient work ethic. So instead of wasting so much time, because I realized almost in every work environment I've been, there's always everyone going in hella meetings, um, hella people trying to share their 
a perspective on or ideas on how things should be done versus I think really being efficient and just working on solutions and just going through a to-do list or, you know what I mean? I just, I feel like in every work environment that I've been in, it definitely, uh, definitely waste of, I just too many areas of wasting time. Um, so for you, do you feel like what, what is your definition of wasting time? Anything emotional, basically. If it's your opinion and it's not an opinion that could be useful for a solution or next steps or being proactive versus reactive. Um, So you only want like constructive criticism. Constructive feedback or criticism. Yeah. Um, Or constructive conversations. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a brainstorm or, you know, allocating time where it is a free and open conversation. Okay. But too many times there there isn't that timekeeper or someone to make sure everyone stays on task. Gotcha. If that makes sense. That makes um, sense. Okay. And I think that being a professional, you would be able to man- like time manage and make sure you are efficiently working at all times, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, And then as well as just being – Working with integrity and holding yourself accountable. Yes, that is um, definitely huge. I think um, a lot of it's easy to just the way the organizational chart works. It's easy to blame others or yeah. get away with things or whatever it may be. But just holding yourself accountable. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And you look 10 times better when you own up to it first or say, like, you know what? I know I could have done this better. Can you help me out on next steps on, you know, how to work better on that situation? Um, Yeah. I feel like that's definitely one thing I learned early on. So I've been working early on. What do you mean? Yeah. So I've been working since I was 15. I'm 26 now. And accountability is one thing I learned early on. Like if you mess up something, acknowledge, learn and move on. Right. It makes it, yeah, it definitely makes it a lot worse when you don't acknowledge or you bring that sort of like selfish ego to the workplace. And I just always felt like it causes more harm than good. Right. It makes situations worse. Yeah. But I definitely yeah. learned that quite early on. Um, something I practice to this day for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's what professional looks like to me. Yeah. A utopia work environment where everyone held each other accountable to the work that they were assigned um but what do you think what do you think about like your personal life versus your professional relationships like in the workplace like do you try to make friends with people at work if you do try to make friends like to what extent does that go (laughs) it's really hard for me to answer this because I think in the beginning of my work career because you know as as you did I started very young 15 If I'm counting babysitting on the side, you know, we could go a little bit earlier. (laughs) But um, I always like to keep work and personal life separate. It's actually really hard for me to open my shell. And like I'm a very um, I have a very bubbly personality and I could be very likable. Yeah. But to me, that's just my personality. Um, (laughs) And it just clicked like you're not going to know my whole life or you know, everything's good. Just because I'm warm cool. and, yeah. Yeah. You know, I always try to just keep it very light. 
Um, but then as I've been getting older, I do realize that, you know, we're all human and shit happens. And yeah. there are going to be times when you need to take a day off or two because of a family emergency or shoot a mental day because you just have heck of stuff. Sometimes it's too much. Exactly. Um, so in those situations, I realize the more I do like, <laughs> hey, there's. I'm actually going through some stuff or there's some a family emergency I need to go to. It's just hard for me to say that. Yeah. Just to admit an emergency or anything outside of, you know, me being at work. <laughs> it's yeah. hard for me to talk about. But I, I like to keep it separate. Um, I know when you're younger, especially going out to happy hour or going to more social events with the team. Um, when I was in New York, I did a lot more of that, which I thought was Fun to a certain degree of like one, you have to be hella careful because you don't want to get like shit faced <laughs> with your right. coworkers. You who are knows? still with your coworkers. Yeah, don't be out of pocket. Yeah, I think that yeah. uh, when I got out of college, my first job, we used to go to happy hours probably three or four times a week, and Damn. that might be an understatement. And there was lots of drinking, um, but I learned do not get wasted ever. And you still have to, you still have to watch what you still have to watch what you say around your coworkers because you don't yeah. want something you said to come back to you tenfold, and mm-hmm. it could get misconstrued or it could just, you know, just have really bad repercussions and a blowback, you know. Um, and then, especially if you're going to be hanging around your boss, don't get drunk, not even close, just not, not the time or place for it. Um, but. Definitely, I think I still think happy hour. Easier said than done. I mean, a glass of wine, like one drink. Self control. Self control. Self control. I mean, like I, I love happy hour cultures. I used to do it a lot more when I was younger, and now I just don't because <laughs> I'm like you, hella old. She ain't. It's not that. It's just that uh, been and done that, and now I like to go home. <laughs> like yeah. to go to the gym and go home. Yeah. But um, I love happy hour cultures, but. That was one thing that I always didn't like about it is because I still had to watch myself and really practice a lot of self-control. Yeah. It's not like you're going out with your homies and you can just let loose. Mm. Um, <laughs> and some people do do that in those spaces, but I would definitely advise against it by far. And going back to the whole personal um, personal versus professional in the workplace, I bring it up because I feel like this is something I personally struggle with because <laughs> I'm a talker to begin with. And I usually make friends in the workplace somehow. Um, <laughs> that is shocking or anything. Um, if you get close enough, I'll let you in. If not, it's okay, whatever. But there is that line you have to draw of, okay, I want I want you to see me in this very professional manner. We could be work friends. We could be cordial. However, whatever I do outside of work, I don't really want you to know because I don't want you to use it against me or any decisions right. I make. Right. So I feel like I personally struggle with that, um, and I probably need to get much better at it. But growing up, my parents are very big on you need to keep those completely separate. People don't need to be all up in your business or know your business at all. You come to work to work. You're paid to provide your level of skill set and expertise, get certain things done. They pay you to get those things done and add value to their company, et cetera. Um, so this is not the place where you try, you know, come and talk about your Friday night. Right. You can do that outside of work if you must, but you don't have to, you know? Um, so that's definitely something I struggle with. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those you live and you learn. Some people you could be more open and honest with. Right. I feel like in every work environment, um, I always try to find at least one person that I know I could fully trust. You can it's tr- like, trust with, yeah. Yeah, I feel like everyone sort of needs to or already has that go-to person co-worker yeah, yeah you, you know like oh if i need to find out some i know who to go to yeah <laughs> you know you can vent the to them yeah little, exactly yeah no so. definitely i think everyone needs the one person too you can have but i would keep it to like one maybe two if that right if that outside of that groups they always get messy down say, the line long term these clicks <laughs> never looks good yeah um but yeah i i think going into that what are some uh, what are some of your top office do's and don'ts? Office do's and don'ts. Let's start with the positive. Um, <laughs> okay. Do communicate as much as you can. I think okay. it's hard to do because, again, sometimes you're at fault and you don't want to admit to your own faults. Um, and sometimes it's just being uh, holding yourself to a standard of high transparency at all times. Uh, which can be very hard to do. Again, you might have to let some some people into your faults in order for you to maintain that. But do communicate. Uh, don't, ladies, please don't do your makeup at your desk. <laughs> do it in the bathroom. I get, you know, lipstick touch up after work, after you eat your lunch, whatever. You buy into an apple, you got to touch up your lipstick. But I've literally seen people with a full-on like face powder blush and highlighter at their desk and they're like whipping that on their face that is very unprofessional yeah it please take that to the bathroom immediately (laughs) (laughs) okay okay those are my two what about you oh you're only doing top those are my two two top like the ones that just irk me the most top two for sure oh damn okay um I mean, you took my number one, which is communication. Yeah. Communication is so key. Yeah. So I'll have to say, do over-communicate at work. Yeah. But Goes don't, a long way. Yeah. But don't miscommunicate either to the wrong person, through the wrong platform, or the timing. You just have to consider all those three aspects when you are communicating whatever yeah. you are. Um, so in communication, I think um, not only not only having a communications degree, <laughs> um, but being able to be a part of a business fraternity at Sac State, I was able to join Delta Sigma Pi, which is a co-ed business fraternity. And okay. that sort of really helped me focus on the details. Okay, um, like especially what? Especially with emails email is something simple um to me they're my personal record of anything and everything i send within a company yeah so if that's the case i'm gonna make sure my punctuation is straight i'm gonna make sure that i never am attacking someone in the email i'm never you know see seeing the wrong people again yes we are human there might be punctuation errors here and there or accidents or people receiving the emails that you shouldn't have sent that does happen once in a blue moon yeah i do respect that but it's the way you react to that it's the way you respond to that that's a good point maintain a professional you know 
you know, professionalism. <laughs> That's a really good point you bring up. I think for me, email email communication is top five pet feet for sure. And I'm very I'm very hard on myself when it comes to email communication. I don't look at it very lightly. No matter who I'm emailing, I try to have the most formal language at all times, correct grammar. And I always have a dictionary tab in Google every single day. <laughs> yes. Because I need to make sure everything I'm saying actually makes sense. And sometimes I'll think of words. I know what they mean. I know they fit. But I can't quite remember exactly what it means. I just literally just proofread and double check. Mm-hmm. And I read my emails three times before I send it. And it, it could just be two sentences. Yeah, I same. still, you know, take that much care into it. Making sure it's crafted well and it speaks, you know, nicely. And then it gets worse when you, you know, emailing like a VP or a CEO. Now you really don't want to use your text message language. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, but definitely yeah. I agree on that email. Emails are so important. So important. We were taught, hey, write an email as if, you know, someone might forward it to someone else. Right. So um, if everyone's going to read this email, what are they going to think about your language? Exactly. Yeah. And what you're, how you're trying to communicate, like, no. Don't be using your Facebook comment language in the email. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So not only communication through, you know, the, the written form, but as well as when you communicate, you know, to your supervisor, manager, or employee. Um, I think a lot of times in a work environment, there's always going to be issues that come up, especially when working with a team. Um, you always telling your coworker that's not gonna solve the issue. You gotta tell your you gotta tell your supervisor. Right. Whatever is not said is not gonna be known. So anytime you do have those conversations in person or on the phone, again, always following up with an email. Hey, it was great speaking with you about A, B, and C. Um, next steps we listed X, Y, and Z. Yeah look forward to our next check anything whether it be good or bad always keeping your email as your permanent record of your due diligence in the work office um so yeah i always try to emphasize of proofreading rereading over communicating mm-hmm. asking questions y'all why y'all still scared to ask questions don't be in a meeting and be like, everything's cool, and then come to me after the meeting and be like, um, what did that mean? What was this about? Because there's probably two other people in there wondering the same exact thing. So I See, but my thing about that is I agree, but for me, I've realized, and I'm willing to admit this on air, sometimes <laughs> my questions don't come to later. No, so that's I've had, fine. So I've had time to process everything, because sometimes it's like when you're giving me like a brain dump, it's everything, right? Then I have like um, two minutes to myself to think about it, and then the questions start coming, which That's might be afterwards. That's fine too. That's fine too. I'm talking about those times when you know the question is on the tip of your tongue, and oh, yeah. you know you want to ask it, but you you blatantly choose not to, and then make time go by, and it ends up being something that could have been taken care of that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just yeah. those types of situations. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess if we keep it at two, I'll just leave it within the realm of communication. Um, oh, last thing. <laughs> I feel like I always say last thing and then add 10 things. <laughs> um, but um, 
Another thing with communication, just be careful what you ask for. I think it's so easy to look at someone else's role and be like, how come they're not, do how come they're not doing this? What are they doing? Where's their time going? How come this isn't done? But then when you're in the seat, you'll see all the barriers and challenges that come with that role and why those answers can have been answered to your, you know, acknowledgement, I guess. Um, I say that just because of my personal experience. I feel like, especially with my ego, uh, I'll blame it on my youth or being a millennial. But sometimes I'm just like, why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Wait, why would you do what? I don't know. It could be anything. I just feel like. Um, let me try to think of a legit. <laughs> let me try to think of I'm a legit. Like, give me an example. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of a legit example now, which is horrible because it's, <laughs> it's late. It's late. Um, it's definitely having a brain late. fart. But I just feel like the people know what I'm talking about. There's there's those times <laughs> in your head when someone says some um, or or asks a question or has to report some and just like why they do it that way or that doesn't even make sense. Oh, okay. And it's okay. not until like you don't know all the information, so. Instead of asking those potentially judgmental questions in your head, maybe doing follow-up questions, you know, to that person in the meeting just to get more information okay. versus accusing that, like challenging that person's decisions on how they did something. I Does gotcha. that make sense? Don't be so quick to judge. So get the full context. Exactly. Full situation. Context. Don't yes. make any assumptions because it might be false. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. And it might open, you know, discussion to better ideas or more efficient ways to get the job done. So, yeah. Um, I'm like, who did you yeah. wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I only heard half of that. Mm hmm. But, um, but yeah. Over communicate, stay positive because. No one's trying to go into a negative work environment. No one wants to hear you nagging or being negative about things that can't be changed in That's the work environment. That's definitely a big one. Being uh, a negative, and we all have our days. Sometimes you're do. in a sour ass mood, and the world is just not on your side that day. But um, I learned about this the other day, actually. I was talking to someone over the phone, and they told me about your emotional IQ and how you can get that measured, I guess. Like, take a okay. test or whatever like an assessment but basically is the ability to um remain calm in most situations and not if not all situations like i think of it like a poker face mm -hmm. like whatever happens around you doesn't affect your your mood at large you're able to just internalize all of it and then you can show you know you can break behind closed doors or whatever but that's very important in the very workplace, I feel like and it's a very hard skill to have. I'm not going to lie. We've all had moments when something doesn't go your way at work or something bad happens and you react because we're humans and we typically do. And how you react, you know, varies depending on who you are. But that's something I've been trying to work on a lot lately, like yeah. trying to be just more even toned. That way, if something bad happens, something good happens. I just kind of react sort of the same way, but not lashing out well I never lashed out but you know not reacting trying not to react more just being calm at all times right right I think that's a thing that you definitely 
develop and grow through time and experience like more experience as you go along yeah um because there's times where i'm like oh i'm I'm hella good at holding down my emotion um and trying to be unbiased and trying right. to hear people out until there's that situation that challenges you and you're like, oh, this is the test. I can see what's and going on here. And then you're like cussing up a storm. And yo, like in my mind, I always, I don't think I've ever really cussed at work unless, no, I can't really think about. I'm unless like, I'm really? Working at home, okay, or working with my entrepreneurs. Hey, I don't you believe know. that. You sure about that? Uh, if I have. It was in a safe environment. Okay. <laughs> it was one of the. It was with those one of those one or two people that I, I know I can't. Because I'm like, um, I work in environments where I can. You do. Cuss, at times, and I use a sparing. I mean, there's certain words I still won't say, and I won't say them on air. But you know, there's certain words that you just say, don't yeah. say. No, I'm but just kidding. yes, as a potty mouth myself. I cuss at work sometimes. I mean, I feel like at, at minimum, you low-key could say shit or crap. Crap These is are like PG. Word. I mean, yeah. it used to be. It used to be, y'all. Back in the day, crap, or at least in my house, household. But you remember, like, hell? You hell's a bad cuss word. Yeah. Right. What the crap. hell? Mm-mm, don't say that. Um, But, yeah, you say shit. People say shit all the time. Ass. Shit. But side note, y'all, I was, I've been in the field of HR as well, so a lot of the time I'm very, um, I keep it neutral and professional, or try to at all times, just so I don't get in any sticky situations. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm definitely way more biased and might be on the extreme of the professionalism just because of my role and position that I normally hold, but um, I'm also an entrepreneur myself, an independent contractor. So a lot of time I work with uh, all kinds of different personalities and whatnot. So yeah. I gauge my professionalism based off of my work environment and, and the people I'm working with. Which is, um, yeah, which makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Right, right. Um, but that's all, I think we... We sort of summarize professional. I feel like we, we hit a, we hit a lot a, a lot of good points and just some tips and pointers. Right. And right. Just a disclaimer: I'm not perfect. I'm probably sure I've done some of the things we just talked about not to do. But <laughs> you know, we're all humans. Yeah, we live and we learn, y'all. We live and we learn, and it's it's very hard. I think having a professional standard and having you know keeping that up is very hard to do. We're humans. Right. Um, and I get as an employer, too, everything's a risk when it's your money or your when you own the place. So you might definitely be more um, not skeptical, but just really careful on who you hire and whatnot. But right. At the end of the day, we're all people and. Don't judge a book by its cover. Um, do phone interviews first so you don't see the person. You just hear them and see how they respond to the questions you have for the roles you need. So you're a little right. more unbiased when bringing in candidates. And that goes a long way, too. Um, it does. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to lie. I kill them phone interviews. I sound not like a black person, <laughs> which is bad, you know, but there's many times when I walk in an in-person interview and they're like, oh, oh, you're Mariah Renee. <laughs> yeah. 
ass boo, that's me. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm here. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, not judging book by its cover, giving people a second chance. Um, and yeah, over communicating. Over communicating. I'll leave it at that. Well, there you have it, y'all. Uh, we're going to take a quick, quick break. And when we come back, we'll we'll share a few things in our share circle this week. And we'll close out this show. And we out. This episode is brought to you by Season by Diana, a fashion blog for the girl who can't really afford to buy new clothes all the time. But she's able to pull new styles by recycling the clothes she has in her closet. To check out more outfits for your fashion inspiration, please visit www.seasonbydiana.com and that's www.seasonbydiana.com. You can also check out more outfits on Instagram and the handle is at seasonbydiana and on Facebook um, and the URL is facebook.com slash seasonbydiana. And we back, and we back. We back, y'all. We about to hit this share circle. Yay. Sissy, what you got this week? So this week, I want to give a major shout out to my friend Lisa Landry. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, she just wrapped up shooting her short film this past weekend, and I had the pleasure of joining her on set the last day on Saturday. I was helping them style a couple of the cast members. Um... It always brings me joy when I see another young black person doing a damn thing in the world. So shout out yes. to Lisa. Um, not sure when the short film will be out, but it will be out sometime this year. Dope. And next, I would like to share my podcast shares for this week. Uh, yes, Girl, which is a podcast um, by Essence Magazine. Um, you guys should go listen to that. And the other one is Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Yes. I love their random singing sessions that we have. And, they're and like the, us, but older. I know. <laughs> I feel like they're And the jazz music. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yes. So go check them out. So that's Yes Girl. It's an Essence Magazine podcast. And the other one is Getting Grown uh, by Jade and Kia. Okay. Thanks for the repeat. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um, I guess for me this week, uh, just a quick share. Um, one, I heard about Blavity. It's B-L-A-V-I-T-Y. It's an online blog and it's basically black authors, stories, videos, tech, news, all of that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's really good too. Yeah. So it's cool to, to see, uh, stories for us by us for sure on there. Um, so that's my little escape sometimes when I'm taking work breaks. Uh, and of course, I have to share my little binge on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to work on my Netflix diet, y'all. It's real. <laughs> okay. I've been trimming down some episodes, hours, and time on this platform. <laughs> um, but like I shared last week, one of my favorite podcasts is My Favorite Murder. I love true crime. And... Um, they had mentioned on their Wild Wild Country, which is on Netflix. It's a six-part 
a series about the world's most most controversial guru, Bhagwan Rajneesh. Okay. And basically, he started in India and came to Oregon in the 80s and just just made his own town and um had all these followers and believers of his pra- of his uh spiritual teachings and practices. It was really interesting. You guys should definitely check it out if you're into true crime. And it's based off of a true story. So the whole time I just my mouth was open like I can't believe this happens. Wow. Um cuz it was like hundreds and thousands of people yeah. following this man. Um Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, but while I was watching it, I think it was really interesting just because how strongly they believed this man and how he focused on spirituality and sexuality and religion and all those things of living the best life. Mm-hmm. So I was hmm, definitely pondering on that. I'm like, that would be a good next episode to just sort of talk about what's hella foreign about spirituality and religion oh yeah i have a thing or three to say maybe five <laughs> thing or three <laughs> okay, maybe five okay. <laughs> maybe about four to five um, maybe about five maybe about 15 <laughs> oh my god a bucket list full <laughs> yes um but yeah we would definitely love to hear you guys' thoughts on what you guys think about spiritual spirituality and religion the differences the commonality yes and how we're all the stigmas, the all of that out, the stereotypes, all of it, <laughs> all the types, Ipes, all the types. <laughs> um, but yes, join us next week on that topic. Thanks, y'all, for listening and thank you so much it. for tuning in. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love y'all, and we are out. Thank mm-hmm. you.